Greetings, beautiful people. This is Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but love and kindness and positivity to all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Please, please, if you enjoy it, let other people share your enjoyment. Love to you all. We're on. Hello, Insta. It's Jay here from Lads Talk Health and as always, sending nothing but loads of love and kindness to absolutely everybody out there. I'm going to wait for my beautiful mate Hazza to jump on. Happy Monday, people. Hello, brother. p Interiors. Lovely to see you. Mrs. Colombo, wonderful to see you. Fatima, wonderful to see you. Thank you very much for joining. Loads and loads of love to you guys. Thank you so much for jumping on. Just waiting for the beautiful Harry Thomas. Where is he? Good subject tonight, actually. Happy... I'm just saying that, funny enough. Happy Monday to you too, people. It's going to be good tonight. We're going we're gonna to talk about family. Just watched the last video about the cancer lumps. Love it. Never knew that. Yeah. It's what I mean, isn't it? How incredible is the body, eh? Hi, Shakti. Hi, Shakti from the group. Lovely to see ya. There he is, Harry Thomas, making a glamorous, fashionable late appearance. It's my fault, actually, we're, we're slightly behind, so I'm not going to put that on him. But yeah, how incredible is that? p and I'm so sorry, remind me of your first name, please. I do about you by your name. Common Harry, Harry up. <laughs> Love that. Love that, absolutely. Love that. There he is. Hello, mate. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I was claiming you as being, hello Roger, as my uncle Roger just joined on as well, hello Rog. Funny story to tell you about him in a minute, but um, yeah, apologies a little bit late, people, but uh, although I was claiming that Harry was being fashionably late, it was me <laughs> being late, but how are you mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, 12 years today since I opened my, uh, my business, so it's uh, going through all the old photos and stuff today, a bit of a, a reminisce day. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine, mate. And you did that 12 years. You've done absolutely incredible. I mean, that was a big part of our distance friendship, actually, over that 12 years. There's always touching base with you. Hey, Jojo, and hey, everyone else who I've missed that's jumped on. Hello, hello, hello. Lovely to see everybody. But yeah, that's a big part of, of me seeing you. It's funny because that was still back then. That was still my big brotherly role. Look, look at my little Harry. Look how well he's done, my little Harry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and congrats, yeah, congrats to having 12 years this man run two successful gyms in London, smashed it, changed thousands of people's lives for the better through health, coaching, still coaching is what you was doing, mate, at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I remember having my big chunky laptop outside Fitness First, <laughs> and you're literally scatting around going, uh, got some clients for you, do you want them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> Um, I'm going travelling. When? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, mate. I was on my toes, basically, from the causes. <laughs> Our lives changed. But this evening, so it's, it's really interesting, actually, because we've had... Do you know what, mate? I've loved the recent chats on Community. I've really enjoyed them. And I've enjoyed the amount of people that have engaged and and really played their part in this community because that's the importance we've all got this part to play yes it might be us you get to see our ugly mugs on the on the screen but the point is 
everyone must by now surely feeling their part in what's going on with lads talk up because we do we genuinely genuinely do so could the community chat leads on perfectly to tonight you look like an angel ah oh, hazza you do look like an angel actually <laughs> you do my little angel is jay's angel not charlie's angel jay's angel unless you're talking about me <laughs> but um yeah the community chat that we've had recently leads on to tonight's chat which is going to be based on family, which is obviously a very, very poignant, especially with what's going on at the moment, and relates into what we've been talking about, the divide that's happening between families currently, because of you could mean either one of us, but I'm going to take that, Hazza. I'm feeling angelic. <laughs> but what you Looks like you've got the, the little thing on your head. Oh, I see it. <laughs> Do you know what, that there you go. Is that better, actually? Is the light better? Nah, it's not, is it? Come on. You can see all the wrinkles. Get out of it. So, yeah, basically, we're, we're going to talk about family dead serious. And I wanna, I, I've not told you this story, and this is why. Because, you know, we t tonight, again, being completely transparent with everybody, me and Harry have told you before, we literally, to make sure we're, we're authentic, we normally, what, five minutes before, normally? What are we going to talk about? So that we pop in something on. So we have to think. It's not scripted. None of this is scripted. We have to think about it from a real perspective, which is why sometimes we get caught out of flow as well. But I'm going to share a story. So last night, quite late, after the show, I got a message. Do you remember I reached out and said, I said, Harry, there's a woman who reached out, seen your story, uh, who's having a bit of grief with the police, with her husband, blah, blah, blah. So anyway... After we got up to show, because I'd connected with her privately, uh, um, I'll give you the backstory, guys. This is the typical bullying that's gone on that Harry experienced, and we've all seen Harry's video where he got through, uh, got, come back from a redless country, Brazil, and how he recorded it as well, completely by standing on his own truth, was able to beat the quarantine and all the fine. He literally dismissed all of it just by standing on his truth. Well, that video inspired this woman and her husband. So her husband had gone to, um, forgive me if you're watching this and I get any of this wrong, please pop in and tell me if I get anything wrong. Gone to a part of Africa because his father had died of COVID. So of course, like any good son would do, or any good family member, son, daughter, whatever, decided to go there to see, to be at the funeral, pay respects to his father. The fact that they even had to have a discussion as a family about it, oh, what we're going to do, it again just shows you how sick and twisted everything's gone in this world. Hi, Sammy. But so he, he went off, came back, police came round, he'd gone out, basically. So now the police are on them. And this happened to me, as you know, Harry, just before coming to Spain. So I know it resonated with me massively. So now the police are on them. So they've reached out to me and Harry privately prior to this. And then last night, I got a message from the mum, an audio message. Shout out to mums. Again, the relevance. If no one saw our talk yesterday on feminine energy and the need for us guys to make sure that our masculine energy is matching our women for our incredible, their performance at the moment, this is very relevant because this woman, albeit as scared as she was, please came round to her house. Now I'm going to go, she's, oh, by the way, uh, she's going to be coming on to do, I'm going to do an interview with her and her son as well this has come up it'll be next week so she's going to come on and share the story just like how he shared his story about how he beat uh, the police so the police have turned up at their house already once 
banging on the door. They didn't answer the door. They've seen our common law. Uh, they've been looking at our common law stuff, which again, very flattering that these that we're, we're making a difference. You know, it's an amazing feeling as well. So she's seen the common law stuff, seen your video, inspired her. When the police came knocking, she didn't answer the door. Now, this is your typical uh, a law-abiding law mother or a whole life that, you know, has always had respect, you know, for law and whatnot. And so, of course, there's that indoctrinated fear. Oh, my God, the police are at my door. She's got her kids there. Her, her child lives, adult child, 16 years old, right next to the house. They've got a little outhouse. So the the sixteen year old lad has got his little house outside, right in on the property, in in, in the gardens as well, which is relevant because the police trespassed twice. So got his little house. So the police are knocking at the door. She's contacting the son. Don't answer the door. Don't engage with the police. Okay, police have gone away. But she was really nervous about it. And in fact, she came on she came on a breathwork uh, on the meditation course, didn't she? Uh, we did workshops last week. Um, a few days ago whenever it was so anyway that, that's what happened so I reached out to her privately and we'd had a chat and uh, give her a little bit of uh, more information that she could use if they come back so after last night's show I got a message from the mum again basically saying James they came back and this is what they've done right now bear in mind this, this kid is 16 years old the police again walked a man and a woman walked on to this family's property okay First of all, rang the bell, knocked the door, shouting through the door, okay? Then this is what they did. And bearing in mind, guys, when the police walk onto your property without an invitation, just like anybody else, they're trespassing. That's a law they're breaking. That's nothing to do with legalese. That's an actual law that they're breaking by doing that. They can come and knock. You don't answer, you don't engage, they've got to piss off. That's the law. Why? Because they swear an oath to uphold the law to serve us, the people. That's a fact. So first and foremost, they broke the law again by walking onto this family's property. But this, the mum's feeling a little bit more empowered this time because we've had a chat. She's feeling ready to take on if needs be. Okay. However, she chose, which is within her rights, to not engage and not answer the door. So she just chose, just like anyone else, to just be inside her house and not give a shit who's knocking on the door because you're not obligated to answer the door. That's your right, first and foremost. I don't care if it's the whole station. Does the, do you want to pitch in with something there, mate? Yeah, just give it other examples as well. For all you could be, you could be deaf. You might not even hear the door knocking. You could be in the bath. You could be asleep. You don't have to answer the door to anyone. Brilliant. And mate, at any point, because I know I'm popping this on you, please pitch in with anything, yeah? Please do, just shut me up. It's not a problem. So they've come onto the property, broken the law, first and foremost, rung the doorbell, knocked the door, shouted through, they tried three times to engage, the family's chosen not to. The police then start walking around her house, looking through her window, and she realises one of the back windows is actually open. So she gets her camera out, and she starts videoing what the police, and the police can't even see her. So she's, she's standing back, so she's got evidence in the room, watching the police look through, hello for those that are joining, look through her, her window, the police, the man starts reading her fucking calendar and said, right, they've got the dates down here on her fucking personal, sorry, do you want to say something on that? I just said, wow. Like, <laughs> Can you believe this? 
she's really and she's got this on camera as well this woman she's got everything there and she's ready to go with this as well because i told her you've got a lot you can be doing to these fuckers now sorry to keep swearing but this riled me up when she told me this so the, 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 the police is looking so now he's actually breaking in his hand is inside the property. His head is inside looking at the woman's calendar and reading off her personal information, passing it on to the other officer. So she's got that on camera. What do they do next? They walk over to the outhouse. The young kid, 16 years old, shout out to you. I had a chat with him last night. Fucking what a legend you are. What a legend you are. And when I, you could hear it in his voice. I said to you, you just, you just hit a bit of manhood there, mate. Well done. So this kid is just being a kid in his own little safe world that has never been intruded on before by anyone other than family. He's sitting there. There's a window open. The police lift up the blind, stick his head through, and the boy just freezes. He's sitting there playing his game, and all of a sudden the police are... And, and I'm not going to get it verbatim, but I'm going to get basically what, what uh, was going on. At that point, the kid has texted the mum. Mum, like he's literally, the policeman's trying, excuse me, young man, I'm talking to you. The kid, because he'd been told prior by his mum, don't say nothing, don't look at them, don't engage. So the kid's sitting there on his gate, oh, sorry, on his phone saying, mum, they're putting their head through. Uh, it, it, they're literally leaning through in, into my house. It's his little outhouse. Into my outhouse. What shall I do? And the mum, shout out to you, mum, the warrior, telling him, don't engage. Don't worry, son. I'm with you. Don't worry. Just don't engage. So the, the, the officer then starts saying to him, you ignorant young man, look at you. Sprechen die Deutsch, sprechen die Started mocking this 16-year-old kid into trying to goad him out of fear, into engage him with him. But this kid stood strong, 16-year-old boy, stood strong on his common law, didn't engage. So in the end, the mum, who's recording, has got on the camera, the policeman mocking her son, goes into fucking warrior mum mode. She goes to the daughter, the twin sister of the boy, says, right, get your camera, we're going outside. So as she's, they've got the camera, they're going outside to video the police. The police are then walking to the front gate. So they're walking up this boy. They, they've given the boy enough, said a couple of more nasty comments to him before they left. Then started like walking up to the gate. And the mum's gone out there, obviously the daughter filming it. He said, excuse me, get off my property. And it was like, what do you mean? We don't have to. She went, have you got a warrant? Oh, no, 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 we don't need a warrant. She asked again. Shout out to you, Harry. She followed your guidance. Have you got a warrant? No, 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 we don't need a warrant. Asked a third time. Have you got a warrant? Started muffing. The, the female, she said, the female officer, she could see in her eyes, she just went into panic. She knew what was going on. But the arsehole, ignorant, masculine, egotistical male officer, I'm not going to call him a policeman because he was on a corporate corporate uniform he had that remember that shit cap i was talking about yesterday he had his shit fucking hat on that copper of the legal fiction the officer started oh well you know we don't have to you don't even know what i'm here for she said i don't care get off my property and then they start and then she turned around and walked was walking back into the house and as she was walking back in he had one more thing 
please tell your husband that we're looking for him as she walked back into her house. First and foremost, shout out to that mum, that sister and that brother. Fucking amazing. How amazing. I, I, when she left me a message last night, I phoned her straight away. And she re relayed, and I was like, I said, you know what? You've inspired me even more. How amazing are you? Because she, was, she still was, she knew what she'd done was right. And she had that energy inside her that she knew what she was done was right. But because the indoctrination is so deep, and this is where cognitive dissonance, for us who, for us the people claim to be awake and all this, You've got to realise, cognitive dissonance is deep. That indoctrination and that programming, that's still going to have you scared at times. It will do. But once you stand on your truth, like this woman, this mum, that female energy that we talked about yesterday, for her little ones, no matter how big they were, her 16-year-old kid's probably twice the size of her. You know, these kids are like these days. But she went into mum mode, and she went into family protection, these are my babies mode and she won and now she can take them to court for trespassing for breaking in for racism all of that's brecken de deutsch and all of that shit you can get them done for racism for that as well these are actual charges these ain't fucking covid bollocks that you need someone to give it if she'd have gone out and go okay this is my name this is my summer she'd have been fucked that would have been it and then through that they get to the husband. So not only did she protect her son, protect her daughter, but she protected her husband as well. So that's why tonight is about family. Yeah, I love that story. And just a, a clear example of when you, you step into your role, the mother, and you know your foundation, you know your truth, look at the teachings the little ones have got from that because they put something in place They've, they've learned information, they've experienced it themselves, and then there's a bond within the family instantly because you've all got each other's back because you're playing your roles at that time. And that's really, really important to just coming back to what we're all entitled to, our rights. Learning our common law, like the law of the land. And we're not doing anything wrong. No one has broken any laws at this point, so we're not even encouraging to be the rebel with telling because again think about it imagine whatever you were doing in that back you could have had a romantic moment <laughs> with your loved one completely the starkers someone's looked through your window you could have been doing i don't know what you could have been doing in that back you don't want someone coming in there that's the reason why you have your property to be safe and also that leaves trauma that leaves that horrible doubt that someone else is going to walk around at any point to look through my window carry with you for the rest of your life so these are the, this is why we're so passionate about this because they're in the wrong and also they're in the wrong because what they're doing it over is for covid which is completely wrong all the whole thing is absolutely nonsense so it comes back to let's start learning let's start uh, putting these things to the practice let's start building the community because without that there wouldn't have been the connection and let's start sharing these stories after because that will inspire a lot more other people. I just wanted to touch on the, the asking for a warrant as well, guys. You as, as a being, a living entity, you have the right to ask any police constable for their warrant and their name. If you ask it three times and they still refuse, they are now going against their, uh, the uh, police 
uh, Act of 1996. That's a six-month prison sentence, straight away. That's how serious it is by them refusing to give their name. And, and just to let you know, everything comes in threes. That seems to be the, the thing. If they ask three times at that point, it's a, serving a notice. You serve a notice three times, and if they don't get back to you by the third one, you have the right to then go and pursue it uh, on a lawful action. And just to quickly touch on something, the son. So I spoke to her, so she left a, a, such a beautiful message, which really lifted my soul today, because today's been a low energy, as I said to you, has a, I've had a really low energy day today, probably due to the fasting as well. I've got to make a video, so I'm being honest on that as well, because my energy's been on the floor today. But when I got that message from this mum today, the bit that really got me, part of the message, she went, do you know what, James? My son, it's like there's been an instant change. She said, he's like a new man today. He feels empowered. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you've got to share your story. Because she said as well, she said, you know, this was inspired by the presentation, uh, sorry, the, the video of what Harry did, what you did. So shout out to you as always, brother. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Because what you did, this is the effect it's having. There's a, you know, even if it was one, but there's so many people that you've changed and empowered with your video. And that 16-year-old, when I spoke to him last night, like, he sounded, yeah. <laughs> he sounded like Barry White, like you could feel the, the vibrations in him. Because he must have been scared. It must have been fucking, like you said, he's just sitting there. Imagine that. And then the old Bill putting the head through. And then they mock you as well. You're, so you're unsure, you've got the old bill sticking in everything, you're instantly scared. Then they're taking the piss out of you. But yet he's, he had his mum there, you know, text my I'd have done the same, text me mum. <laughs> On the phone with his mum, his mum's empowered him, but then what she said today, she said, he's like a new man, James. Like he knew what he'd done was right and he's proud of himself. And I said, please pass on from us, everyone that has to all help. We're incredibly proud because it's in stories like this. And that's why I've asked her, will she come on? Which she's, she's going away with her family for a week. She said next week well, she's willing to do it. And I said, if, if it's okay, bring your son on. Like, let him tell his story. Go on. They don't wear their mask either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so families, we talk about community. Where does communities, where is your most sacred commune? It's at home. It's with your family. And for a lot of people, to the opposite of, of these people, some people right now, their commune's been rocked and been divided by this poxy virus, which is an absolute load of codswall. It really is. Even if you believe in it, you have to believe in the statistics. 99 point, in fact, I heard today there was a doctor who said it's actually, it's 99.9% survival rate has been from the beginning and 100% for children, natural immunity. So that's what's causing this divide currently. But to keep it on the positive and the importance of, because we don't want to keep talking about the divide, let's talk about the unification. What that, what that mum done last night, that will stick as a special bond in that mother-son relationship for the rest of, that's a story that will get going to the grandkids, to the other kids, a story of positivity, a story of strength, a story of community within the household, unification, strength, based on love, kindness, all the stuff that we say is what we're all about. Not just me and I'm talking we as the community. This is what we're about. Regardless of my wider family views, I send love. That's it. 
And that is what's so important, like we touched on yesterday, about meeting. Because you are going to meet, even your nearest and dearest, the cognitive dissonance, they're going to be in a state of panic. Meet them with that same love, no matter what they come at you with. Because all they're looking for is somewhere to divide, uh, sorry, to divert this scared energy that they need someone. Please, someone feed off this. Fight back with me so that we can go backwards and forwards and I can feel better. No, you take the step back. Open arms. I'm ready when you are. I'm ready when you are. And that's the attitude we need to take. Because that family unit right now is more important than it ever has been, in, in my opinion, in, definitely in my lifetime, but from the older people I'm speaking to, like my Uncle Rog, who, who made, nearly made me late for this show, who's a lot older than me, taught me. This is where, this is the foundations that me and Harry always talk about. It's that community that starts in, the, in your safe space, your four walls, which no one has the right to intrude in. Um, one big part of our foundations, and we, we deliver it on the workshop as well, is number four, which is your best self. And every human, every person has roles to play in life. This is really insightful and it's really important to understand. If you just think for yourself now, what roles do you play? You could be the parent. You could be the brother or sister. You could be the son or daughter. You can be the cousin, the friend, the stranger, the neighbour, the colleague, the manager. We all have roles, the customer. And every role, we have to play a different character. Everyone we have to adapt to slightly. We can't be playing the same, fundamentally with the same values that we can bring across, which is important to know. We still need to adapt within the family. As a parent, there'll be two kids and each kid, there's a different role to play slightly as well. And once you become aware of these roles, it's quite easy then to snap yourself out of these terrible states we get ourselves in, the stressful states. And there's, there's two things to this. The, the first one with what's going on at the moment is that we can't control what other people do. We can't control their opinions. We can't... The beliefs and stuff, there's a big divide, right? But your family. And when it gets frustrating and, and there's such a disconnect at the moment when there are completely different views on what's going on in the world at the moment, in comes frustration, in comes anger. But if we can just accept that at the moment, some people are not ready to wake up, we can show them when we have been showing them for two years and it's still not working, it's going to take something drastic for them to wake up. So I have faith that good's coming. And again, I can back that up with a lot of things to suggest that it is as well. So I, in the back of my mind, that's what I'm going with. We can focus on the concentration camps. I don't really need to worry about that. I'm going to focus on the good stuff, especially with the communities that we've got going on. So, there's an acceptance of that part. Then the question is, what role am I playing right now? Let's say I'm the wife, for example, because we get a lot of wives been reaching out recently. Question to ask yourself, how do I show up as my best self right now? And walk with that, work with that. If you're feeling ill and grumpy, how do I show up as my best self feeling ill and grumpy? I just brush my shoulders off. I'm going to just get on with my dad. When there's argumentative arguments coming from the other uh, person or the other people within your family, it's hard. You have to protect your energy. So how do I show up as my best self right now? You're going to keep shining your light. The truth doesn't change. You just keep sticking with that. You know it's truth. But we have to show up as our best self because at some point it will come round. An example 
of that family today, all it takes is a moment. And all of a sudden you've got two other people on board of you. I don't know what the dynamic was before, but I definitely know that that dynamic is more solid now. That's life. So it's to almost think, okay, I can accept that. What you also have now is a community here. So within your family, your family is your family. But when you're feeling down in the dumps, you can also now come to this community and pick yourself back up again to then go back into there and handle it. I think this is temporary. Oh, no, I know this is temporary. So if we zoomed out and looked back, was it worth it to be like that for a year? But I stuck in my power, stayed to my truth, and I kept speaking it the whole time. The only people that change are the ones that have to say sorry, which they will do because they saw that you come from a place of love. So how do I show up as my best self? Break down them characters, first of all. And when you get into these moments and you feel that energy shifting, just quickly ask yourself, how do I show up as my best self right now? That might mean disconnect from this conversation. Let's get on Lads Talk Health. Let's get on Loudspeaker. <laughs> and bah. 100%, mate. And yes, P&M Interiors, I'm going to touch on that. In fact, I'll touch on that first. My missus gives me energy just knowing she's on the same page. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and so so important. And something that Harry was saying that with the best self, and that we said this is a big part of the workshop we do. It's the end chapter too. Is the finishing is to set you free. Off you go after the four weeks of the workshop. But the beauty is when you find your best self, you find it in yourself every time. It's the inherent. You don't. You initially you might think, oh, what have I got to do to be my best self? Boof, bring up a mirror. Bring up a mirror. Have a good look at yourself. There you are. See yourself for who you are, who you always have been. It's my favorite line. You're the only you that ever was, is, or will be. That's your best self right there. And it will relate to you as that inner child. When you didn't give a fuck, if something was wrong, you didn't give a shit. No, that's wrong. That's your best self. It's that inner knowing of an inherent there's right and there's wrong. And my best self is right. It's my truth. And that's where it comes from. That inner knowledge of, it starts with just, I'm enough. I am happy with me. I'm actually grateful for being me right now. I'm not going to start telling myself, what well, I've, I've not done this. I've not achieved this. I've not done this. But what have you done? How about celebrating all the things you've done to get to this point and now being in a point where listening to us, if you are of the same sort of way of thinking, if in fact way of knowing, because it's a feeling, is actually rejoicing in, yeah, look at these communities now. I've got my family unit, like this mum, but what she, what she, where did she build her strength? From the Lads Talk Health community. Nothing to do with me and Harry, to do with that there's now this, 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 this energy of lots of people from all walks of life, from different areas of the world, where I could just go, and I use this today, that Lads Talk Health group chat, have you seen some of the stuff on there today? It's gone poof, loads and loads, and I really needed it personally, I needed a pick-me-up, and I just went through and shout out to all of you that was engaging on that today, because the back and forth between people, and the info, I learned loads Absolutely loads today. All right, Rob, was there some messages there, Has you want Because uh, a couple come in. Someone. It remains to, uh, bend and like the willow tree. There's so many tree analogies at the moment, which I'm loving. Yeah. Uh, that amazing feeling when you're both on the same page. You always make me feel uh, 
so much less anxious, calmer, and more positive when I listen to your advice. Thank you. Love I that. Get, I want to get Willow Tree Tattoo for that reason. Yes, there's a lot, and actually, that's that's another subject. That, again, I don't know where people, why people are referencing trees here, but again, like me and Harry said, once this membership site gets built. These are the things we'd like to talk about because right now, if we just popped on you some information about trees, you might think you've gone off your head, you two, you've gone a bit too far. But listen, there is so much, you know, we hear about the tree of life. Lot, there's a lot of truth, funnily enough, in history about that and about trees, where they actually come from. What do trees give to the whole plane that we live on? The one thing we need to live, oxygen. But there's a lot more to it than that. So, yeah, I love the tree, the tree love at the minute. Hug the trees, people. Hug the trees. But, yeah, seriously, go on, mate. Now, I'm going to continue with what you're saying then. So, <laughs> with the family dynamics at the moment, just a kind of a, a message or a thumbs up or anything, who's having difficulties Who's having challenges at the moment? Because the one thing that we can control is our own energy. As, as hard as it is, it's almost providing just a few strategies and stuff. Because when we ask the right questions, when we ask the right questions, we can change someone very quickly too. Please talk about the trees. <laughs> I, I think that's another talk, in fairness. We're going to keep you teased on that one because we'll, we'll make, we should do a presentation on that, actually. Because... It will get people thinking, thank goodness, thought Harry was going to tell me, Teresa, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know what you're referencing to. Dinosaurs, another conversation. This is what We need to get that website up and running, mate, ASAP, and, and be able to share this stuff with people. I cleared my families by not, I cleared my families by not imposing. How, how are you interpreting that? So I want to make, I cleared my families by not imposing. Shakti, what do you mean by that? Have you picked up what he means by that? No, maybe maybe just... Uh, or she, sorry, he or she, Shakti, could be either. Yeah, just cut off, maybe. But, yeah, in regards to the, the family dynamics at the minute, it, it, it's one of them things, I said, the reason it's come up is because lately with, on the group especially, it's been just, unfortunately, a lot of people sharing negative, not that they're negative about their family, but unfortunately their family have turned on them. And it is, like we said yesterday, it's a lot of mums. A lot of mums that are, are being shunned by their children, being had awful accusations. Joey's, you're killing people, you're spreading the virus. Complete, like, just... And a lot of this is coming from the schools. The same schools that are trying to line our kids up and give them vaccines. Where do you think this information... It's being made fashionable at schools currently to not listen to your parents. Think I'm talking shit? What's the law that they're trying... It's not a law, the legislation that they're currently trying to pass. I've got the name it has up. They've got, it's got a name, the... Something, something, the one where it says if, an, if a child is... A, I think it's 12, 12 years old, they're seen, if it's on medical grounds, like they can all of a sudden make a consent... a consented decision for their best interest, considering that 12-year-old has a... Nine, no, has a 100% chance of surviving the virus because he's a 12-year-old, or she's a 12-year-old, they're being given permission to have the jab without telling their parents. This is the, the nonsense with that. Gillick, 
Sorry, thank you, Neville. Gillick, it's the Gillick. Thank you so much, Neville. And thank you, Goldilocks. My net. Perfect. Yeah, the, the, the funny thing with that is that parents have to sign a waiver to use antibiotics and antiseptic wipes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and again, guys, if you can't see that there's something to this, so this is another one for you. So we're, we stopped um, six schools in Dorset. They all stopped the vaccination rollout. Now... NHS are getting involved <laughs> and they're now texting the children themselves. One, no way. Yeah, one kid got free text in 24 hours. Parents just pay attention to the kids' phones uh, or ask the question. Jesus. Yeah, so we're serving, I've got a whole list, I've, I've got to do it straight after the NHS because they're compliant by encouraging them. Also, there's these chat uh, rooms, there's the YouTube gaming platforms that all your kids will go on and, and, and stuff like that. They're, they're also telling how to lie to your parents and you need to think about your future. And like this, this is all happening at the moment. So yes, we're doing one thing, but you're seeing there's agenda. And guys, if you can't see the agenda, kids do not get impacted by COVID. We've been told that by them from day one. So why would we need to rush put this into it? There's, there's, there's so many complications happening at the moment. I can show you stats. Again, I always say I'm gonna put it on the group but what I've decided, I'm only going to put it on in the morning and afternoon. I'm not putting the horrible stuff on the Telegram group in the evening because I want people to go to bed with good stuff. So I'm going to share some of the stats tomorrow. There's a Craig Kelly, who's an MP in Australia, very, very outspoken against all of this. He's had to go into quarantine about three different times because they keep screwing him over. But he put a stat the other day from the 12 to 15-year-old boys that are more uh, susceptible to problems. And you see a comparison, 2020, 2021, and then all of a sudden, there's this spike of deaths from, from young boys. So it's just being aware. And again, as a parent, our role to play is not to be, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. It's trying to get them involved with it so they can understand. So it's asking questions and, and maybe showing them information of what is happening at the moment and, and, and talk bigger plan. Because this is impacting... 30% of males now apparently are unable to produce, um, what was it, infertile, sorry. Infertility, yeah, 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 and, and the, sorry, go on, mate. I was, I was going to say those stats are there, so this is not, I'm right, and mum's the conspiracy theorist, or dad's the conspiracy, no, no, like, I want you to be the future generation, I want you to do these things, so it's all, and again, more than happy to have conversations with them, do workshops and stuff like that, because the things that kids can tap into now, the opportunities that are there, like, it's amazing. Mm. It's trying to showcase that now. Yeah, and also, in regards to women, the amount of um, uh, mis miscarriages in the last two months is horrific, horrific, and it's causing problems, not obviously the, the baby, unfortunately, the, the mother's losing the child, but it's also causing massive issues for that woman, for that woman and all these women that are now also infertile. These spike proteins, which is in a conspiracy, we know they contain spike proteins, which basically, in layman's terms, what these spike proteins, and bear in mind, okay, let's take all emotion out of it. A vaccine is designed 
It's by so-called really clever people that know what's best for us and design this vaccine to do a job. So again, we know by definition, let's define those terms. A vaccine is designed by someone. Right, that's a fact. Now what else do we know about that vaccine? It's got spike proteins that once they go into your body, trick your body's DNA into thinking that you're, and this is a very layman's term, we could go really deep in this, but let's just keep it very high level. Tricks your body into thinking, right, the stuff that we're designed to fight in here, we're not supposed to be fighting. We need to be fighting these guys. These spike proteins leach on to our system and our body starts attacking our own system. It loses the one basic function the human body's got to protect because it no longer knows what it's protecting against. In fact, it starts attacking what it's supposed to be protecting. None of that is theory. None of that. That's actually what the spike proteins do. It's been admitted. In fact, also, we had, who was it recently? Oh, yes. There was a young man. Some people might have seen this video. I, mean, I think this was put up in the group. Young guy in his 30s, beautiful looking geezer, really well built, really into his training. So was in the gym, working out. You've seen this, yeah? Felt a little bit of pain in his shoulder. So anyway, stopped training, went home that night, was laying in bed with his girlfriend, woke up in the morning, said to his girlfriend, I'm feeling a little bit tight around my chest. The girlfriend's gone, I'm feeling awful, absolutely awful. Both both fit fiddle, both gym, Jimmy people, both in their... Definitely no older, probably in their 20s, to be complete, late 20s, mid to late 20s. Both really fit people. This guy videos this from his hospital bed. Go to the hospital. The first thing the doctor asks him and his girlfriend, have you had the vaccine? Yeah, I've had one shot. She's had two shots. It's the vaccine that's done this. And the guy has said, the doctor said, have you been booked in for your second jab? And he said, yeah, well, this was the Pfizer, Pfizer jab. He said, yeah, we're booked in. I'm supposed to be going in next week. He said, if you'd have gone for that next week, you'd have, it would have killed you. The doctor told him that. And he's now, it, it's, what, is it mitochitis? Something like that it's called. Inflammation of the heart. This is what's happening to, to little fetuses inside women at the moment. Inflaming their heart in layman's till basically the body can't take it anymore. And they die. How painful. Must that be for that little fetus in that belly, that place of sacred nurturing and where you're just, you know, you're, you're literally feeling the energy. That's all you're feeling at that point is the energy of growth from your mother. And then to all of a sudden have these fucking spike proteins put into your system to inflame your heart. And basically you burst from the inside. That's what's happening let, let, let's move on topic anyway, though, because this is what we're all exposed to all the time. The vaccines are really bad. I want to move it back to the positive stuff, because it is in the... Yeah, 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 right. Sorry, it's easy to get... My, there you go, my, myocarditis. Thank you, myocarditis. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're right. Let's go back to the positives, mate, because there is... I mean, the start of this video was me sharing, for those who didn't hear, about a, a, a mum who stood on her truth yesterday with her 16-year-old son and stood up to the police that came in breaking into their property, putting their head through the son's little outhouse and mocking the son, trying to get him to engage over trying to get the son's dad, the father, for breaking COVID 
uh, quarantine rules because he came back from Africa after his dad had died of COVID, came back from Africa and then had gone out when the police came to knock one day. And so they've now been harassing this family nonstop. And his family stood on their morals as a family and beat the police at their own game. It was incredible. So, yeah, you're right, Hazard. Let's keep it positive, mate. Daisy as well tonight. Yes, yes, I've got Daisy afterwards. Well, let, let, let's then give an example then, James, of the family dynamics when someone, a loved one's been diagnosed with cancer. Okay. Roles to play. Uh, and what, sorry? And the roles that people play in the family dynamics of what we've experienced to what has flipped and, and, and seen a difference in terms of the energy and the quote that we always use as well from the mother. Yeah, well, about being a warrior. Yeah, so basically, so uh, for those that don't know, I've been working now for near enough five months with, in fact, no, no, it's like, I think it's over five months now, I ran that mark, with a young girl called Daisy, a 15-year-old girl who's been winning her fight against classic Hodgkin's lympho lymphoma, which is a form of cancer. Um, now, this young girl was misdiagnosed for the best part of, of a year, and her mum just knew. I kept getting fobbed off by the doctors, by mainstream. No, it's not this, it's not that. These lumps appear in young girls. It's common, blah, 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 blah. But the mum, them, mothers are warriors. They, when it comes to their kids, I've said this before, I, you know, I love my kids to death, but awful thing. I love my kids to life, sorry. <laughs> um, but my wife's connection with my, with my children, I will never be able to touch. That growth inside of a woman that they experience, that connection is something different. And I know because I watch it with my kids and my wife all the time. When the chips are really down, they want mum. <laughs> they need that safety net, that dynamic of mum. So this mum, she knew something went right. She kicked off. They, they'd misdiagnosed her for so long. If they'd have caught it earlier, maybe they could have done more with it at that time. Who knows? But misdiagnosed for so long, turns out she's now at a stage where, you know, the cancer was aggressive, the lump got is, is huge. However, it's now shrinking. But, so you've got a dad who started the journey by contacting me, feeling helpless, feeling his role as a man in this, like, this is my little girl, James, you know, I would take this if I could, but I can't, and I don't know what to do. Completely helpless. That's what he, he always used to say to me at the beginning, I just feel helpless, I just feel helpless all the time. Then, and this is the beauty of coaching, I'm not taking credit for, credit for this, it's just what coaching is. It just happened to be that I was the coach in this story. So I started coaching dad, the mum, and the little girl. And it went from a family of fear, oblivious fear as well, because they didn't know what it was they was really up against. It was just what they was being told. And all this energy was coming out with this sense of urgency. You need to get her in here now. We need to do this. We, with oncologists putting their, face, their faces in little Daisy's face and saying, if you don't do this treatment, your daughter's going to die. Like, awful, awful. And this family was in a state of absolute fear. Then social services get involved, contacting the courts and whatnot. But what happened was, I just, going back to the best self, as a family, as a mum and a dad, your best self is being mum and dad. That's it. That role is your best self as a parent. I don't even like that. As We've got to stop saying parent as well. It's an awful word. For those who don't look into common law, parent, you're renting your kids. And that's a legal thing as well, no joke. So as a father and as a mother, your best self, your dynamic to play, is just being that father and mother, that unconditional love. You show up 
as yourself every day. You haven't got to do more than that. That's your role. So all I did was encourage them to put a mirror up in front of their face. I say this all the time. And remember who you are. Who are you today? I'm the dad. What can you do? I can be a dad. Mum. Harry, this is your line. What does, what does Daisy need? A warrior or a warrior? She loved that. <laughs> and I said, just when you're feeling down, this mum used to go into her room at night and just used to stand over her bed and cry. It broke me when she said that. She'd just cry. She'd look at her daughter and she'd just cry silently, sobbing big tears to herself of just helplessness. And I said, just imagine while you're standing there, that right next to you is that inner you, which you can just step into at any time and just be that mother, the warrior. And that's your armor. And that's what Daisy needs at this point. And then I started coaching Daisy, the little girl, and she has blown my mind. I've got her after this as well. And actually, just a quick one, I'm going to plug this. Within the next week or so, I'm going to be doing a, an experience which Daisy's going to be part of uh, as well. And I want to get as many people in on this as possible as well. We're going to do a breath, breathing exercise and an experience to get, to get everybody in and sending Daisy loads of love. But I started coaching Daisy and Daisy went from a little girl that had been poked at by adults, by big people, bigger people who think they're clever than her and telling her all this bad stuff and the patronizing squeezes on the shoulder. She, she's 15. She's not stupid. In fact, she's, she's more clever than me. She's more clever than most people I know, being completely honest. This girl, over the last few months, just by being able to talk, have her voice heard, that's her dynamic. I'm here. I've got a voice. I've got meaning. And you know what? As well, I've got a lot about me that is ready to take this on myself. She's gone on a journey of self-healing. And prior to her being bullied into chemotherapy, her lump, okay, started shrinking. Do you know what her family would do? And even I encouraged them. I said, listen, this goes back years and years and ancient years. And for the naysayers out there, look into history, okay? Laying hands on your loved ones and just concentrating on, on love and healing and kindness has been proven for years and years and years and years to be one of the best and most strongest forms of natural medicine. This family would sit there as a family and meditate over touching her lump and just loving Daisy. Her lump was shrinking. They've got scans to show that this is a, I'm not going to go into the full story, but this is what the power of family can actually do. I've witnessed this many times. So has Harry. In the last eight years, we've been involved with people with cancer. I mean, this is the first time I've worked with a child of that age, but I've seen the difference, and this goes back as well to the dynamic of how you show up as the supporting network of the person with cancer. Your role, how you show up as your best self, that dynamic is such a big part of that person's healing. You will never know if you don't show up as your best self. As soon as you do, you will feel the energy shift within that. that them parents no longer feel helpless at all. In fact, they feel in control. They took back control of absolutely everything other than being transparency. Unfortunately, this is where it goes back to common law. Unfortunately, the legal system got involved and actually bullied this little girl into chemotherapy that she didn't want under the threat 
that the courts would be taking her off of the parents due to negligence. This is how bollocks this system is that we're part of. But even still, this girl meditates through chemotherapy. She does her breath work when she's going into the hospital. When the doctors are trying to talk to her, she'll just start doing her breathing exercises. She's not suffered one symptom of the long list of symptoms that they said she's more than likely to suffer with the aggressive chemotherapy that she's been undertaken in the last three weeks. So that's an example of community in the family and also how it plays a part in healing. Yeah, amazing. And, and I just want to touch on the, the warrior part as well, because as a loved one, we do worry for our, our, our especially our youngers. But again, remind yourself, what do I need to show up as right now? If, if people are ill in your family, if you worry, that is an energy that gets transferred onto their uh, problems already. So if you can snap out of it, yes, it is tough. But if you can now send this warrior energy, they'll feel it and they'll feed off of it. It's so important. We work with family dynamics when it comes to death as well. And what's quite interesting is that when we get to, we play these characters that I mentioned earlier, but we also play characters at certain ages we get to in our life. The midlife crisis. When we get to like 50, our life starts going downhill and oh my God, I'm going to die and I'm going to leave the family behind and did it. You're fearing death. But whilst you're fearing death, when the grandkids come over, when the daughter comes over, you're not being the best role that you can be as that grandparent because you're now worrying about other things. And it's to almost say, and one of, the, one of our talks is going to be on death because it's so, so important. We all die. And it is a subject that we're not, we're not informed, we're not educated on. I did a, a soul midwife course and I think everyone has to go and do it because it teaches you the stages of dying. It teaches the process. Every soul myth, midwife around the world is now spiritual because they realize what actually happens is a process. It's the dying ages, but the grief that comes from death, horrible, that stays with families for ages. If you understood the process, it's a celebration. It's a starting point, it's a transition. And again, it's how we look at things. But if we're worrying this whole time, you're not enjoying life anymore because we're fearing death. If we can accept death, then we can make the most of every moment with our loved ones. So I'm gonna come back to that worry of when it comes to people with cancer, because we all know someone that has some, something. And again, it's gonna to get to the stage one and two. I think it's going to change because there's a lot of amazing stuff happening, but we're still dealing with these pharmaceuticals, the same people pushing the Ghibli jab. So people treat someone differently because they got cancer. It's like, oh, fuck, I don't know how to talk to them. I don't know what to talk about. You're not being your best self right now. You're being a warrior. Treat them like a human being as they are because that is what they are. They just got something going on in their life at the moment. Like someone else has anxiety, like someone else has relationship issues. We all have different things. It's got a label, but we're all healing. So if we can show up in our best self, and again, what would my best self do right now? Am I being a warrior or a warrior? What would love do right now? These are questions that we constantly can keep asking ourselves, and instantly you get this buzz. The soul's like, I heard ya. Let me give out some love for ya. <laughs> Bang on, bang on, mate. And funny enough, it's, it's talk about instinct. You, do you know I did a video on this uh, on our channel, uh, answering a few questions. I don't think you do, do you? Perfect, what you just said. So basically, that because that's come up quite a lot recently. I've had a load of people reach out about how do I turn up. You know, if you keep saying about your best self with cancer, how do I do it? What I said on that 
talk, one thing I didn't say that came to me after, what I did say in that talk was that you turn up as you always would. That's the first thing. There's no change in how you turn up because that person is in, they're experiencing a change that they don't, they don't want to be going through. So now what the classic is, and me and Harry have seen this is, you get that phone call from that loved one. James, I'm really sorry I've got cancer. Oh my God, oh no, devastation. I'm it's coming so around to see you. I'm coming around to see you. Put the phone down. Do you know what that person does? Oh fuck. Now they know, they've already got what they're dealing with. Now because people are inherently good and compassionate, now they've got that added worry of how you feel about it. How are you going to deal with it? Now, strip that back. How fucking egotistical is that of me to push that on that person? Even if it's out of you, people say, yeah, but you're just doing that out of love and worry. Think about it for a minute. Strip that back. Take it. Zoom out, Sammy always says. Look at the situation. James, I've just found out I've got cancer. I'm coming round. I'll be round soon, all right? Turn up. Two ways you can turn up. Open the door. I'm so sorry, I'm, I can't believe this. And how you feeling? But how you fucking feeling? They've got cancer. They've been told they've got cancer. What a stupid question. <laughs> Turn up. How you doing? How you doing, mate? As you normally would. Why? Because you're pushing back in their energy field what they're desperate for at this point. Everything to be just how it was and is normally. Don't add your sorrow energy to me. I don't need it. That does me, that doesn't serve me in any way, shape or form. So when you turn up, how do you turn up as your best self when someone's got cancer? Is you turn up as they are, alive. Turn up alive, just as you always would. And that's your reason for turning up. I'm just coming to see you. And then you let them lead the way the energy goes. Mm -hmm. I promise you, they will appreciate that so much more the new turning up, even with the, the sort of, the awkward look in, you know, the... Uh, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that's your ego. It's not about you. Because what you do is, honestly, is you start going, how would I feel? Oh, I feel so, so... What you're really doing is, if that was me, I'd be so sorry. If that was me, I'd be so... It's not you. It's not you. It's them. So what do you do? You turn up as you. That's what they need right now. You as you. Not you as Mr. Fucking Cancer Expert all of a sudden as well. You need to do this and you should do that. And I've read this. Do you think they need any of that at that point? No. Turn up as yourself. Turn up as that person is still alive. Cancer is not... They're not cancer. Cancer doesn't become the person. The person doesn't become cancer. Not unless you and your brain starts labelling them. Oh, and that's another thing. Have you heard such and such has got cancer? Stop doing that. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you tell someone else? What are you achieving? Oh, I'm just letting someone know. Why? Have they let them know? Yeah. No? So it's not your job. And That's guys, another thing. It seems really harsh, but this is it happening. So Becca's just said it, saying sorry too. I'm so sorry. We always get this with bad news. <laughs> the first thing you can say, why are you sorry? <laughs> Have you got cancer? <laughs> yeah. Really important, guys. Like, you just... Literally notice it's there because I, or James can even share another story as well. We've had this. When someone just stays positive, they don't even have that into the thing. They actually thank you for it. I just want to say you're the only person that didn't actually say sorry. You're the only person that didn't give me more stress and more worry. Like, that's what they want.
And you know what, that's a great example, Hazar. Well, this comes back to energy as well, guys, because this then is when you become present. Because when you do get this, it's like, I've never been in this situation before. So you're going to feel all these feelings of a bit fearful and stuff as well. But if you can just sit with that feeling and show up as my best self right now, it's going to be tough. I'm going for a war on my own internal battles right now. When it starts happening, you're just sitting through that fear and you're like, now I can control that. And then you start paying attention to their energy and like, oh my God, they're lifted. Look at their shoulders. Look at their energy. Look at their color because of you. So what we put out comes back. So put out warrior, put out love, put out best self. That always comes back. It's so important. I want to elaborate on the example you give. This was so powerful. So I was, there was a shout out to Patrick and Karen. I won't say rest in peace because you're enjoy eternity, Karen. Karen passed recently. Now, I'll, I'll quickly nutshell her story. So again, this is an example. Think about this. This is not a dig against mainstream media, but for those who have seen a video that Harry encouraged me to do, where you basically, basically, you, you coached me through that run. One, I just, I in in the space of two days, I had two people, uh, spouses, phone up and tell me, James, really sorry, unexpected, we we lost that person, and. Fact, in eight years, every single person that I've and now Harry in the last five or six years has worked with, with cancer, that has got, that have been doing well, that have been doing well and had to, huh? About eight times this year alone. This year, at least, yeah, definitely about eight people this year. And there's one of them, uh, what's his page? John's? Oh, John's uh, Fight for Cancer. John's Fight for Cancer. Look at John's Fight for Cancer on Instagram. That's the guy. We worked with John. Every time people go into hospital, it's normally as well, just come in for a checkup, they'll find something, they'll start some form of treatment, they die. Or they, they get much worse within days of what they was, and all of a sudden they're back in hospital again. Why? Because there's money involved. But I'm not going to go into that. But point being... In, in two days, two or three days, two people reached out to me. And this Patrick. Patrick's in Australia. So Patrick and Karen in Australia. I'd done a session with them a long time. And it was just a real miniature session I'd done with them. And I'd booked them in for a coaching session the next day. Patrick phoned me up. Or he left a, you know, he left a WhatsApp audio. James. And it, again, it's, this breaks my heart looking back, especially the conversation I've had with him since. James, I've had to cancel the coaching session. We've got good news. They've called Karen in for some emergency um, treatment with this such and such doctor that they've been told about, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right, good luck. And I'm going to be honest, in my heart, I was, my ego, I, I, in fact, I didn't even know what this was because my heart sort of sunk because of experience. I thought, oh, I've heard this before. But I thought, I just, no, don't put that on them. Again, that's, again, that's me making it about me. I was like, Pat, good luck. Send Karen my love. Please keep me posted, blah, blah, blah. Didn't hear for Patrick for a couple of weeks. Touched base with me very briefly once. And then literally, and I said to her, when I met Karen, this woman, she was sitting there. These people are only in their early 50s, right? Both fit as a fiddle. Beautiful couple. They sat there on this call as a couple. The energy between them was beautiful. You would never have known she had a tumour of the brain. Everything about her was working as it always has done, properly, alive. Her body was living. You wouldn't have known there was anything wrong with this woman. Two months later, after that phone call, James, you know, we're, we're excited that she's going in for this treatment. I got the message. James, we lost Karen. It was so quick and sudden. There were some complications. Boa. So 
my ego, because again, what we talk about, we're not perfect. My ego initially went, and I didn't message him, but it does what we naturally do. Oh, Pat, I'm so sorry. That's what I was driving in my car. I played the audio, and I pulled over, and it broke me. I was like, and I was going to message him, and then, thank goodness, my son went, oh, hey, dickhead, soul coach, remember what you talk about. So I said, right, what would I really want to hear now? Because what would be happening to Pat at this point? I know what's going to be happening. Loads of people are going to be contacting him. I'm so sorry about your loss. I'm so sorry how you're feeling now. I can only imagine what it's like now. All of that energy, you might think, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do wrong. You're piling on misery to an already miserable situation that someone now is left behind has got to deal with that can't even deal with grieving really or the shock because they've got, again, because as humans we're inherently compassionate and, and unselfish, you then having to start taking on their energy and that energy and answering this one and that one. So I sent him a message. It took me a while to think about what to say and I just sent him a message. I said, Pat, first and foremost, she's no longer in any pain whatsoever. And right now, she's going to be closer to you than you've ever been before in your life, making sure that you're feeling her energy. So look out for any noises that are familiar. Look out for any smells. Feel You might feel a touch. That, or where did that come from? A breeze, a taste of something that reminds you of her. And put your energy there and celebrate in her death her life. And he sent me back the most beautiful message, which revolved around, he said, James, you're the only one who sent me any positive energy throughout this time. So again, it's not well done, James. It's the example. Can you see the difference? And now I've got a, I've got a session with Pat coming up where I'm going to show Pat, from my experience, how you can connect with these people. Because, yeah, that's right. I'm a knower. I knower that there is... Huh? A doer. <laughs> a doer. <laughs> there is something that happens after we die, and it's a lot better than what we've got going on right here, in my humble opinion. And guys, this is what I would love to touch on too, because you can call it woo or not, but when you've had the experiences yourself, that cannot be denied. And when people go through that much suffering, if they know that this is also there, I, I can give countless examples where the dogs are barking, where Robin turns up, and they know, they know that there's a presence there. It, it allows people to grieve in a different way. It allows people to step and start living life and experience it, looking out for the signs, being present, being aware, because you now know something else is going to come for you. And this all ties back in to truth. This all ties back in to your inner feeling. And it's so powerful. It's, save this for another one, James. I know you've got Daisy as well, but I'd love to do one on death. There's so much to yeah. say. Mine and James's biggest teachings come from working with people when death has been thrown up because it goes back to our four foundations. Ego that plays all this part in our life just goes, no more. The soul, what do you want to do? You've been labelled three weeks to live. How do you want to live your best three weeks? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And most of the time that three weeks gets extended to quite a lot longer. <laughs> and, and then when you're being observing of all this, you're present, you're enjoying the moment every single time. And again, that last bit, how do you show up as your best self? This is really, really powerful stuff. And it's the foundations that every single human can come back to. So we keep plugging our course, but this is what you learn on the foundations. 
because you can apply it to everything. Once you're aware of that ego, you know it's not you. You're just aware of it. But then you can tap into your truth. You said it a couple of times as well. Listen, guys, and by now, I said, actually, I spoke to someone in person about this earlier. We're not, tra we're not salesmen. That's not what we're definitely not salesmen. What we've put into that four weeks is years and years worth of experiential knowledge, which, by the way, guess what? You lot have got years and years worth of experiential knowledge, which comes out in the course and you learn a lot about yourself. Four weeks, 300 pounds. If it doesn't change your life, we'll give you your money back. Sign up. 14th of November is the kickoff date. 300 quid, which, trust me, is extremely cheap for what it is. And it's an investment in yourself. And I mean that, if you don't come off the back of that call saying, this has completely changed the way I look at things. And that's a big statement, because it's the way we look at things is the problem. We look at something and our ego gives us an interpretation. We will show you how to look at something and feel what you're looking at from in here. Don't come, we don't give you the magic. It all comes from you. You'll all come off the back of it going, yeah, I did that. I achieved that in those four weeks. So 14th of November, Tesh, what does that stand for? <laughs> Two experiential self-healing. I did know. I didn't get caught that time, by the way. I just wanted to pass you the mic. I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> but yeah, what we like for time? We can go on. Well, I've, got, I've got another 70 minutes if you... Let me... Actually, if I... Oh, no, it'll pause, won't it? Yeah, no, I know for a fact I've got another 70 minutes anyway. So any questions? Actually, this is a good one. Yeah, I like... We're getting more engagement now. And it's so lovely. Change your perspective from... An, wow, I love that. Change your perspective from an internal eye. Your soul light. <laughs> I like that. That's brilliant. Definitely. But yeah, any, any points at all from anybody has, by all means, you, you get yourself in the flow. as work on the sand to see if we've missed anything. So powerful. Yes, please do one on death. Yeah, we're definitely going to do one on death. Definitely. Yeah. Is that about this? Sorry, go on. Uh, Harry mentioned medbeds. Yeah, so this medbeds med is the the technology that's out there that's not going to be pushed out too much to the masses yet. But as soon as all the truth comes out, they're going to be everywhere. There's, there's a number of stations and satellites all being placed all over the world at the moment. And it's, it's going to be a game changer. There's a, a documentary that will tell you about vibrations, frequencies, sound healing. And there's some truth or there's a lot of truth to that too. Uh, hydropathy. If you look into that, that's been taken away from us over the years. So all this stuff has been there, the technology, but what they've done now is made these machines where it will literally, I, I think it's going to work on all the vibrations inside to be in harmony. But you go in it for 15 minutes and everything changes. We've seen it in some of these films as well. Again, they put things in plain sight for us. But Medbeds, if you, if you search into it, I'd say go on dot, dot, go. Everyone's on Telegram now. Go and search in Telegram. There's a lot of stuff on there as well. And you'll get some information. But we've also got someone coming on who's actually been on a med bed. And it's going to be really interesting uh, to get her take and experience from it. She reached out to me. Again, it's just crazy how things happen. So this lady reached out to me. It was a week ago, wasn't it? Because she was meant to be on the course. James, can I PM you regarding? Yeah, of course. Definitely. PM me. 100%. No problem. I'd... All about that. And for those that read that message, FICO, look into that 
message me about that as well. If you've got people around you with cancer, you need to at least look into what that is. So yes, Sammy, of course you can. Yeah, this lady reached out to me. Funnily enough as well, she's, I've already asked her permission about all of this. She's happy for me to disclose it. She's actually, for those who remember Boney M, this, the, the pop band, she's actually one of the lead singers. She's, she lives here in Spain, not, not too far from me. So we reached out and connected. And um, when I was connecting with her, she was literally just coming off a med bed. And I was like, are you kidding me? She was like, no, James, honestly, I'm actually now just finished the session and her friend who she'd brought over who was sick was on the med bed at that point she sent me videos and everything is there a way i can put them up on this shows how rubbish i'm on social media show me i'll send them to you have you put can you post them because she said she's all right from being posted yeah there's a med bed in budapest right there is an actual med bed in budapest where the husband and wife couple that are running it because they're good people that could be charging an arm and a leg are only charging 50 euros for people to use it per 15 minute session because it's not it doesn't it's not like a one session for everyone fixes everything you might need multiple sessions but the evidence speaks for itself of what these bed beds can actually do so there's one in budapest i've got links for the company i'll put it all up there but she'll be coming on definitely and i'll be we'll begin i'll get on last i was gonna do it on my channel but i'll bring on last talk health i'll bring on last talk health next week um definitely yeah so med, med beds is a big one uh, yeah, nice one as it has a print up RSO. And, and next Monday, guys, we've got my um, my coach originally, uh, Ali Gray. But he also is mine and James's teacher in terms of where we did our training. He owns a company called Mindful Talent. One of the most amazing people that you'll meet. Uh, his story is really inspiring as well. But he changed my life, or he, he helped me change my life. And the teachings, he's just someone that everyone should know about, in my opinion. And just what he's doing for the world is amazing. But the reason why we're getting him on is that coaching has really helped me and James completely transform every aspect of our life, the awareness and everything to it. And we're going to just share a number of coaching tools, but they're life tools, things that you can just show up, the power of listening, the, the, the questions that we can ask and change the whole dynamic of a conversation, change the energy in the room. We're going to share a few of them next week. So that's going to be on Monday night. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because, yeah, I'll, I'll mirror everything you just said about Ali, an incredible example of a human soul. Beautiful, beautiful person. So, yeah, we've got that to come. Um, yeah, so we've got some good guests coming on, actually. And this is, and we've got more of you guys coming on. We had on Dens. Shout out to Dens. Amazing. Because everyone that's reaching out, where do we find it from? I'll send you, PM me. In fact, that'd be easier. Anyone, PM me about the med beds and I'll actually send you links for a place where not only you get information, but there's actually one there. So, yeah, by all means, what was the website you said before? What was the website we said before, Hazard? Um, what's the website you said before? Oh, no, just oh, Sorry, go on. Yeah. Around chat. Until but also, also, please, 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 if you haven't already, we've got a one-pager. Oh. Like, it's where you can come and subscribe to our In The Making website. It's www.ladstalkhealth.com. Okay, please go on, leave your details, sign up. There's no financial commitment at all at this point. It's just a case of let's get things together. And in regards to the financial commitment, once we launch it, again, it's £35 a month. There will be daily experiences, meditation, breath work, personal training, dating. This was a big one that come up, which we've had an incredible response over from women mainly as well. So blokes, don't be shy. 
we were talking about this the other day, and I think how long we got, just quickly. Me and Harry had this conversation at this point, because we, you know, do you mind if you, I share the convo you had with me? The, the fact that now that Harry was saying, do you know what? If I meet, like, if I'm looking now and I meet a woman, at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, is she pro-vax? Is she in for vaccine? God, yeah, exactly. Swipe. And it's not mocking, but it's the truth that, and we put it out, because Harry said, wouldn't it be great if there was a place where you just knew that that fundamental principle, because unfortunately it is a big divide, you knew that at least everybody over here that I'm going to chat to, at least we know in common that we're not going to be pumping our bodies or our children's bodies full of any shit, which is going to be an instant split up, because even a very good friend of Harry's who'd been engaged for a few years, you know, instantly, because of, sorry? He was, he was with her for eight years, he was literally booked the wedding venue, a month, uh, a month on from when this uh, happened, and they split up because of it. And he <laughs> said three weeks later, I, I was kind of blinded by all of it, but I can't be with someone that doesn't take an interest in the stuff that's actually happening. Tinder for the unvaccinated, create it. <laughs> Dating for awakened souls. But you know, as, as, as funny as that sounds, let's be real people. Imagine you've got to that stage with that person that, yeah, things are going really, really well. Then all of a sudden they go, I'm going for my third booster next week. Have you had yours? It's like, <laughs> you got to go, where, you, where do you go from there? Where do you go? You can't talk them out of it. They've already done it. And shedding is real, people. For those of you who don't know what that is, look at Christian Norfolk. Dr. Christian Norfolk. One of mine and Harry's heroes. We've read all of her books on women and hormones, funny enough, which has definitely helped my marriage. <laughs> but on a serious note, look into shedding. What's currently going on? Them fucking spike proteins in our, on our skin without getting too nerdy. We've got these microbiomes which make up more of us than even our internal cells. They're everywhere. And these things, just like the rest of our body, are alive. And what do they do? They push out shit that they don't want to keep. That was Daisy's dad just texted me, actually. So what's the time? Yeah, got a few minutes. Push out shit that, don't, don't, that, that our bodies don't want. And guess what? The way these vaccines have been designed is that these things don't just dissipate and die. They, come, they can be transmitted through sweat, through sneezing, through coughing, through sex, through semen. It's real, this, this stuff's real. So look into it, people, as well. Because, again, this, it's serious. It is bloody serious. There's no joking about that whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to shoot now, mate, as well. Yeah, cool. That's good, Sonia. People, as always, loads and loads of love. We, these, these conversations are getting better and better because of, of you not turning up, <laughs> basically. I think that's why I'm sick. Everyone at work has just had boosters. Might be time about thinking about what's most important for you, Charlie. Dead serious as well. I'm dead, dead serious there. But thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, Hazel, as always. Yeah, well, thank you again, guys. It's, uh, it's been amazing. Keep uh, joining our um, Telegram group as well. Keep joining the conversations because that gives us... 14th, 14th, 14th. 14th. I've left the link. Uh, it's Harry Thomas slash Lads Talk Health um, for the link for that workshop. We call it a programme because it's four, but the community aspect and that as well. So we'll see you very, very soon. Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Wednesday. And one more thing before you go. Botox Free Beauty. I'm just going to let that go for... Let it carry on for a minute. Thank you for that. She's just put up a link. For those that are interested in it, uh, in regards to the shed in Christian Norfolk, I'll leave that there for a minute. She's just put it up. There's not too many comments to go. Have a look because it's really, really scary what they're doing. So, yes, people, have a lovely evening. 
And see you on Wednesday. How's I give you a shout in a bit? Yeah, I'll give you a shout after Daisy. All right, mate. All right, mate. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been interested in this content and want to reach out for us a one-on-one or group or community coaching, please don't hesitate to. You can find us at Lads Talk Health on Instagram. On Telegram, if you're interested in the natural plant medicine, search for Rick Simpson Oil, best Rick Simpson Oil, forward slash cannabis oil, forward slash THC oil. You'll also find us on Instagram at Lads Talk Health. We've got a community membership site. If you're interested, please reach out. The membership site is www.ladstalkhealth.com. And again, love to all.